Welcome to the Innovate Podcast. I'm David Castro, an Ashoka Fellow and CEO of the Institute for Leadership, Education, Advancement, and Development. Innovate features dialogue with social entrepreneurs, visionaries, and leading scholars engaged in transformative thinking, action, and creative collaboration. Innovate is produced in partnership with Ashoka, Innovators for the Public, the Kellogg Fellows Leadership Alliance, and the Philadelphia Social Innovations Journal. The program is underwritten by Arch Street Press, publisher for the creative, collaborative community. Find out more on the web at archstreetpress.org. Today, our guests are Ben Simon, founder and executive director of the Food Recovery Network, and Kara Mayo, project manager for Food Recovery Certified. Food Recovery Network is a collaborative and nationwide movement to unite students at colleges and universities to combat wasting food and alleviate hunger. This is achieved by recovering surplus perishable food from college campuses and surrounding communities that would otherwise end up in the trash or in landfills and donating it to people in need. Food Recovery Certified is accredited through the Food Recovery Network and is the first nationally recognized certification program for food recovery services. The mission is to recognize and reward any and all kinds of food businesses that give their surplus unsold foods to local nonprofits to feed hungry Americans rather than adding to landfills. A few years ago, Ben and some of his fellow classmates at the University of Maryland in College Park noticed a very visible yet often overlooked problem at their campus. After mealtime at the dining halls and after sporting events, these piles of leftover food were being thrown away, wasting away in landfills and contributing to global warming. Simultaneously, one in eight people in the surrounding DC area were struggling with hunger. So these students decided to act. They offered a couple of hours a week to collect the extra food and donate it to local food shelters. Several months later, in January of 2012, they established the Food Recovery Network and growth has been exponential ever since. So programs now exist in more than 95 colleges in 26 states, Puerto Rico and Washington, D.C., and more than 400,000 pounds of food have been donated since September of 2011. Ben just graduated at, from the University of Maryland in 2014, studying government and nonprofit management. In 2012, ABC News and Univision recognized Ben as one of the top 10 social entrepreneurs of 2012. Kara Mayo graduated from Juniata College in May of 2013 with a bachelor's degree in environmental science and a minor in French. She came to FRN as an intern after spending time in Lille, France, and Pondicherry, India, where she'd studied environmental science. Her knowledge has been instrumental in crafting the Food Recovery Network's accreditation program, Food Recovery Certified. So Ben and Kara, it's such a pleasure to have both of you with us today. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having us. Good to be here. Great. Ben, I'd actually just like to hear more about your initial observation about the dining halls at your university and your decision to just do something about that food waste issue you were observing. Can you describe the problem and the initial steps that you and your fellow classmates took? Yeah, absolutely. So <clears throat> so uh, my classmates and I, my co-founders, uh, basically had all had backgrounds in trying to fight hunger and homelessness in our community. Um, we, you know, were shocked at the amount of need uh, in the community, but also more shocked when we one day at the end of the day uh, in the dining hall noticed that this perfectly good food 
um, that we as students were paying, you know, eight, ten dollars a meal for um, was just getting thrown thrown in the trash can. And we asked about it uh, and it turned out that uh, that they do, uh, in fact, throw a lot of food away at the end of the day. Um, so we started setting up meetings with dining services to basically see if there was any way that we could just donate this food instead of throwing it away. Um, and it turned out that it is actually fairly simple uh, to to recover the food um, in a timely manner um, that's completely food safe. Um, and while uh, dining services initially had some concerns about liability issues, and in fact, these days, pretty much any potential food donor is, is concerned about liability. Um, there's actually a federal law called the Bill Emerson Good Samaritan Food Donation Act um, passed in 1996 that actually provides pretty much blanket liability protection for, for all good faith food donors. So we're really surprised to see how much food we are able to donate right away. I mean, it was a couple hundred pounds of food a day, um, really good food, like I mentioned, and um, we were just shocked at how easy it was to create this program. So not long after that, uh, in October of 2011, just one month after officially starting the, the first chapter of Food Recovery Network at University of Maryland, I called my friend, Ben Chesler, um, who was then an incoming freshman at Brown University, um, to see if he'd be interested in starting a program. So we, uh, he, he got the program up right away and within about three weeks began donating food. Um, and uh, it was just amazing to see how quickly, uh, how quickly it spread. And I guess uh, you mentioned in your introduction sort of how we all came together in, in uh, January of 2012 to found, found the national movement. Um, but it's all just really spread exponentially since then. Yeah. It's so inspiring because it really is just seeing something that you, you know, you find a problem with and just asking about it. And it's a really, you know, it's a simple, like you said, it, it's simple and, and it turned out to be pretty easy to incite these, um, incite these movements. Did you have a lot of pushback from school officials right away, Ben? There was a little bit of hesitation, for sure. Um, as I mentioned, I, I think liability... Uh, was a concern, food safety for sure, you know, just questions about, okay, well, you know, this this is food that could potentially get somebody sick if you, you donate it the wrong way. So what protocols are you guys going to have in place to make sure um, you're, you're doing it in a way that's 100% food safe? Um, that, and then also I think there were also some questions about, uh, since this was something that they hadn't been paying too much attention to in the past, they just sort of viewed it as the cost of doing business. Um, there were some questions about, well, do they have enough food waste to make it even worth uh, donating? Do they have enough surplus? Um, and what does that mean uh, for them as a, a food business if they do have surplus? Does it mean somebody isn't doing their job or is it natural or, or, or what's that about? So I think there was definitely some questions that they had um, before getting started, but very quickly into it, as soon as we started the recoveries, they really came around and it became the kind of thing where everybody in dining services began loving Food Recovery Network. You know, they would just get really excited when they when they saw us um, in the dining hall and prepared the food for us. Um, and it just became a natural partnership. I think all the employees want to see this. They want to 
be working for a business that is donating their extra food to hungry people in the community rather than just throwing it in the trash can. That's so great. And you mentioned the the Bill Emerson's uh, Good Samaritan Food Donation Act. Um, that's a very interesting, interesting statute. Can you talk a little bit more about that? Yeah. So the Bill Emerson Act, as we usually call it, uh, has a rather long title, um, is an extremely important law, um, but one that is just nobody has heard about in food service. So if you talk to any grocery store manager, dining hall or or restaurant manager um, and ask them, you know, why are you guys not currently donating your extra food? Liability is the number one thing. They they think that, hey, we'll donate it and we'll just get sued. Um, But the Bill Emerson Act really does provide near blanket liability protection for all good faith food donors. Anyone who takes that step of saying, you know what, we shouldn't be throwing this food away we should be donating this food. It, it covers them uh, from being sued in any criminal or, or civil liability. Uh, so it's been around since 96, but almost nobody has heard about it. So a lot of our work here at Food Recovery Network is an educational mission to spread the word about the Bill Emerson Act. Um, and that's a lot of what Kara uh, does with Food Recovery Certified, actually. And that's kind of our vision with that uh, is to make it you know, widespread known about the Bill Emerson Act and about all the benefits of food recovery. It's amazing because the infrastructure and the policies, you know, exist to allow movements like the Food Recovery Network to get up, you know, to get off the ground, to get moving and to do something about the food issue. But it's just like you said, it's a matter of informing the public about these statutes that already exist. And it's just a matter of letting people know that it can be done. So the problem, you know, the problem of food going to waste at colleges and universities is obviously an indicator of a much larger problem that plagues countries all over the world, uh, the problem of food insecurity and food deserts. So, Ben, you had mentioned that Kara, you know, works a lot with this. So, Kara, could you paint a picture for our listeners of the, the gravity of the problem of food insecurity in our nation and how it's tied to global warming? Yeah, so um, these are statistics that (laughs) we like to use a lot. Um, 40% of edible food in the U.S. goes to waste every single year. So that's, you know, if you can imagine almost half of the food that is produced and along with that 40% is the, um, you know, the water, the land that was used to produce the food, um, the oil that was used to transport the food. So there are a whole lot of resources that are involved um, in producing this food that eventually go to waste um, because, this food that isn't being eaten is going to waste as well. Um, At the same time, we have one in six Americans in the U.S. who are food insecure, meaning they don't know where their next meal is coming from. And um, the way that, I guess, the environment and um, climate change comes into play is that when uh, organic matter decomposes, it creates methane gas, which is a greenhouse gas. And that's, you know, between 20-23% more potent than carbon dioxide, which means it traps more heat. And um, so this, you know, issue is um, something that the Natural Resources Defense Council says we can actually do a lot about. They estimate that by reducing food waste by only 15 percent, we can cut hunger in half in the U.S. And so a question that I like to ask people is, you know, imagine 15 percent, now imagine 30 percent and what we could do in this country um, to stop hunger. Um, That's not to say that I think food recovery, you know, is the only solution. There are a lot of other things that need to happen 
But food recovery is one of the most direct and tangible ways that we can do something right now. And I think that's the most important thing. Absolutely. I agree. And I understand, Kara, that you spent some time actually working on an organic farm before you came to work for the Food Recovery Network. Is that correct? Yeah, it is. Great, great. And you obviously come from a background of environmental science where you're, you know, I'm sure you're able to employ every day working for FRN and, you know, your knowledge of the problem of of our food system here in the States today. And Ben, you had studied government politics and nonprofits at UMaryland, where I'm sure you also became familiar with, you know, the logistics of institutional approaches to solving problems in society and the room left over for the nonprofit sector to address those problems. And Ben, you had mentioned that your colleagues had the background in um, fighting hunger. Were both of you specifically drawn to the problem then of global hunger and the food waste problem before the pilot program essentially was established at UMaryland? Um, a little bit, but but not that much actually, because I think when we studied uh, studied issues of hunger and tried to make a difference locally, we were doing other things like canned food drives and um, raising awareness through, we did, you know, an Oxfam hunger banquet event and other events like that, um, that draw attention to global uh, and domestic inequality um, and the need, uh, sort of like the gap in the hunger relief system um, and how a lot of, a lot of uh, basic needs aren't being met. Um, but I don't know if anybody was really, relating the issue of food waste 